Welcome to Fully Alive. I'm your host, Jordana Mietza, transformation and empowerment coach, entrepreneur and singer-songwriter. And this is the place to find freedom, to discover the truth of who you are, what you want, and how to live the life you want to live the way you want to live it. If you want tangible, aligned results that get you singing in the rain, then these proven simple tools and motivational talks are all just for you. You found the perfect place to lead your most authentic life. Life is for living and there is only one way of truly living, and that's being fully alive. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Fully Alive. I'm your host, Jordana Miazza. How are you? It's been a few days. It's been a few days. And today I have a bit of a cough. So I hope I don't have to pause this 50 times in the next 10 minutes. Okay, so you know that I told you last time that I did a list of all the things that I wanted to talk about in these two months. But then here I am again with something that is not in the list just because I felt like talking about this. So today I want to talk about fear. And yes, I know I talked about fear before and probably I said all the things that I'm going to say today. But for some reason, it felt the right thing to come and, and talk about it again. It happens that during the past few days, I had the same conversation with different people, with a client, with uh, my son's girlfriend, and it seems to come and come and come again in conversations. So I wanted to say something really simple about fear, and that is that fear has a very narrow viewpoint. It's a very limited view of your whole life. And the whole purpose of fear, you heard me say all these things before, the whole purpose of fear is to come and let you know that you're about to do something that you haven't done before, that because you haven't done before, you don't have the skills for it. So it's very uncertain. So you're kind of reaching the edge of your skills regarding that. And the thing about that is that it's like a sign. So it comes and tell you, you know, like a warning, warning, warning. Uh, you're reaching the edge, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there is a precipice on the other side. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's actual danger. It's just that you're reaching your edge on the skills that you have regarding that thing. So what do you do with that? Do you let it overwhelm you and, you know, give you anxiety and, you know, control your whole day? Or you could say, okay, so what is it that I'm afraid of? What is it truly that I'm afraid of? Am I afraid that... Okay, so I'm going to tell you about this because it's a very graphic thing. So, for example, we were talking uh, with my son's girlfriend about her test. She's having her driving test at uh, the end of the month and she was feeling quite, quite afraid. And, of course, I was triggering a lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, uncertainty and just being in her head a lot. So we talked and I asked her, what are you really afraid of? Are you afraid of failing the test? Are you afraid of disappointing the examiner? Are you afraid of causing an accident? What are you afraid of? Or it could be anything else, of course. And she said, well, all of them. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I pause every once in a while just to breathe uh, and cough a bit and take a sip of water and then I continue. <laughs> so when she said all three of them, I asked her, okay, so which one is the worst? Where the worst is to cause an accident. And then my question was, do you feel not capable of driving? 
do you feel that you can really, honestly, can cause an accident? And she said, no. And I asked her again, so do you feel you have the skills? Do you have the capabilities to drive safely? And she said, yes. Okay, so then that is not an issue. So you won't cause an accident. What other things could be happening? Could be that you feel that you need more skills? Well, in that case, you can have more lessons. So going back to the narrow viewpoint of the fear, the fear has that narrow view because only focus on the lack of skills after a certain point, right? After that point where the fear is actually triggering, right? So if, you, if we go with logic, and I ask her this, if you, if you go with logic, what are the reasons why you won't cause an accident? What are the reasons? Like, for example, I drive safe. I am very cautious. I respect the signs. I respect, you know, the speed. I respect people around me. I know that I have the skills. I won't go into highways or things or places that I don't feel confident in going. You know, what are the things that you know for yourself that are actually evidence that 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 the fear is telling you that is going to happen actually won't happen. What is the evidence? And then she told me a few things. So so I explained about this narrow viewpoint and the, that she has the bigger picture. And that is because whatever fear triggers is so limited the view that you may feel that that is your entire situation, that that is your entire life, that that is so overwhelming because it affects everything. But the thing to, to realize is that it's such a narrow and limited viewpoint that it cannot possibly see the big picture. But you, as the owner of the life, <laughs> you as, as the, the person living the actual life, you have the big picture. So you can see so much more. You can see why this thing that fear is coming to tell you is actually not possible. It's actually not going to happen because of these are the things that fear cannot see, right? So imagine that you have someone just coming, uh, focusing on, you know, protecting yourself. So it comes and tell you, okay, so we are reaching there. But then you know that that edge is just a gate and then you open the gate and then there is road ahead. So nothing happens, right? Because you know, you know the way that you're going to behave, you know the way that you feel, you know the way, you know your thoughts, you know yourself, you know your essence. All of those things, the fear doesn't know because that's not its function, that's not its purpose, right? So if it's other things, you can always, you know, if, if there is, if you take the fear and you pause for a second and don't let it, you know, overwhelm you and just, just pause for a second, take a few deep breaths and just to say, okay, what is it that I'm really afraid of? Try to dissect it in a way that serves you. So put a bit of logic in and ask yourself, what are the reasons why this is actually not possible? What are the reasons why this danger that is supposedly coming is actually not going to happen? What is the way that I behave in life? What is the way that I think? What is the way that I move? What is the way that I talk, communicate? What is the way that I honor or respect other people or honor and respect myself? What is the evidence that I'm going to be okay regarding this that the fear is actually telling me about? So go one by one. And the next one was disappointing. The instructor was, was the other one, which is kind of ridiculous because you never know. But again, well, in that one was you never know. It's not about you. 
it's about the instructor. So the instructor could could have like a really bad morning and then do the test with you. And then, you know, it was just all in bad mood and seeing all negative and that could affect the test. Or he or she could have like a lovely morning and then it would be all, you know, beautiful. <laughs> and then that could also affect your test. And then about failing the test. Is that really big of a deal? Like people do that test time and time again, especially here in Belfast, they do it time and time again. Personally, I don't think that the people that are the examiners, I don't think all of them are really prepared to be examiners. So they put sometimes uh, people that are too young and that they go like really by by the book in a way that is really extreme. So you have to really kind of move your head to see, you know, the the mirrors in a way. So when they have someone that is more experienced, they tend to to say, like, you don't pass because you didn't do this kind of thing. Because when you are a more experienced driver, then you don't do those things. You're quicker on your actions. You're quicker on your responses. So it's very common here in Belfast. Like you take that test many times, like at least two, you know, two, three, four times, and it doesn't matter. What I told her in that case was, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Is really the end of the world if you fail the test? Can't you take it the next month? Does it matter? Because it's all relative. Now it feels a lot because you really want to take it and, you know, you really want to start driving. And that's great and that's beautiful. But if you think about in 10 years from now, if you had to do the test five times right now, in 10 years from now, it's going to be nothing. It's going to be just an anecdote, right? So it's all relative and it's really not important. It's not about you. It's not about them. It's not about the weather. It's not about the test. It's okay. Everything is going to be okay. So my invitation for you today is if there is something in your life that is causing you fear or anxiety, try to separate it a bit from you just so it's not too overwhelming, just so it's not too overwhelming your entire body in your head in every everywhere in you just pause for a second and ask yourself what is it that i am so afraid of what is it truly if i need to narrow it down if i need to go into specifics what is it that i'm afraid of and then you could write it down so it's easier uh for me we were we were talking we didn't need to write it down if i was doing this with myself that's what i would do i would just take my notebook and a pen and i write it down because it's easier to see. It's easier also to flow, to, to let your head kind of flow. Because it's, with the book that I'm writing, you, you kind of write, you, you kind of create and edit at the same time. Because there are, those are two different parts of your brain, right? So when you are asking questions and answering with flow, you kind of be remembering them to use them later, right? To, to kind of keep dissecting from there. So a good, the, the good thing about writing them down when you're doing this with yourself is so you can use every bit of information. So then ask yourself in specifics to narrow down what is it that I'm afraid of? One, two, three things. It could be one, could be 10. It's okay. And then go into each of them and say, is it really true that this will happen? What is the evidence in me, in the way that I move through life, in the way that I communicate, that I talk to people, that I, depending of, of course in the situation, you will know how to ask this question. Is there evidence in the way that I behave already that is pure evidence 
that this thing that is supposedly dangerous, is supposedly bad for me, that is actually not going to happen, that is actually not true for me, is not relevant for me, is not relevant. And actually that's the word that I used with my client the other day was, is irrelevant. Thank you, fear. Okay, thank you for letting me know that I'm reaching the edge. I analyzed it, I saw it, dissected it, and I realized that it's not relevant to me. It's not relevant because of this, 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 and that. So thanks so much, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. So it's just that. It's just putting logic. What is the evidence in each of the things? And then try to see if it if it's actually true. So for example, if it was true that she would have felt not capable of driving, then was the easy answer? Take more lessons, right? The thing about this overwhelming fear that we let it kind of overwhelm us is that it puts us in a position where we cannot do anything. There is just this waiting for it to go away. You know, it's just that I cannot do anything. But if we take it, if we assess it, if we evaluate, if we see, if we dissect it, if we truly see what is going on, what is actually the fear telling us, and then we put the logic behind it, and then we put what we know of ourselves, our truth there as an evidence, then we can get to practical solutions. Sometimes we don't even need those. Like, for example, in this case, she only needed to understand it. She only needed to really come back to her center, come back to her certainty. Because that's what another thing that fear is, is uncertainty. Because the fear comes when it feels that you don't have the skills for what comes next. So it's a very uncertain situation. So when you come back to your certainty, when you come back to oh wait, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't cause an accident. And yeah, to be honest, it really doesn't matter if I, if I fail this one. I can rebook it for next month or in two weeks or in two months or whenever I feel more ready if I want to take more classes. It really doesn't matter. And yeah, the other person could be in a bad mood. Like I was in a bad mood the other day and, you know, the whole morning was crappy and it was okay. And the next day I woke up and I was, you know, good again. So when we look at fear in this way, then we can get to peace, we can get to certainty, and we can get, again, to practical solutions. So we are actually using that fear. We are actually passing it through our system, paying attention to what it's actually trying to say, and then working with it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. This is not relevant to me. This is really not relevant to me. So for example, when I was with my client, he was afraid. And my question to him was, is this relevant to you? And he said, no, it's not. And at that very moment, his whole body changed. He felt so much more, you know, grounded. He, he was more um, calm. That's what happens when we take the emotion and we see it, we truly see it, we honor it by recognizing it's there, right? So I don't say, well, let's ignore the fear. Let's ignore it because it's not real. No, I'm not saying that, you know, and, and I think that I spoke about this on that episode that I spoke about fear, you know, there is some like fake evidence appearing real, you know, just the, those kind of things that people use to, you know, to understand fear. For me, that is not understanding it at all. That for me is ignoring it. But again, to each their own. <laughs> so whatever works for people, whatever works for people, I honor everything and it's okay. I'm telling you what works for me and works for the people I work with. And I think it's a very, very kind of holistic way of, of seeing life and understanding and honoring everything that comes to you in your life. And if you honor it this way, if you take it and you process it, right? Like, can you chew it? So that conversation took us four minutes, five minutes, and now she's feeling so much better. 
So you don't have to suffer. You don't have to be with that fear for hours or days or months. It will still be there until you listen to it, until you pay attention to it. So when you honor it this way, when you take it and you process it, and then you use your certainty, you use your knowledge of yourself to actually see if that is relevant for you. And if it is, then great. Yes, this is relevant to me. What can I do then? Okay, so I need more skills. Okay, fantastic. I'll take more classes. I'll maybe postpone the test and I'll take more classes. Or what is it? What is it that I need to do? What is it that I need to do to feel this particular thing? The thing about fear is that when it comes, it's a very kind of big thing. But when you narrow it down and you get it to, you know, to, to specifics, and like in this case, it's, it's all about, you know, capabilities. Do I feel capable of doing this? Well, capabilities is something very practical. So you can say, okay, so I don't feel ready for this because... I don't have the capabilities, so I need more training. Or I don't have, um, I don't feel confident, let's say, for this job. And then the question is, do I have the capabilities? Or is it that I lack experience? Oh, I do have the capabilities, but I lack experience. Okay, so then you know that you need to practice. You need to start the actual job and just practice. And then you will feel more confident. So yeah, I was, go I was going to keep talking, but I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll leave you there because I think there was, there was a lot. <laughs> so yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode that you're liking this <laughs> two episodes a week for these few months and that you found it useful and if you did you can share it um you can rate the podcast you can review it uh, you can send me an email um you know that i love to know everything what is working for you or is not so if you want to do any of those things you have all the information in show notes and what else what else what else well i'll see you next week this time it is next week okay see you next week have a lovely beautiful weekend bye bye